नमस्कार दिस इज अखिलेश भार्गव वेलकम टू टिथ ऑन बिजनेस एंड फाइनेंस विद मी एवर सिंस द फर्स्ट कोविड वेव हिट द स्लगिश इंडियन इकोनॉमी इन मार्च 2020 एंड इट डिसरप्टेड एंड कॉन्ट्रैक्टेड इकोनॉमिक एक्टिविटी इन इंडिया व्हिच इन टर्न इरोडेड हाउसहोल्ड इनकम एंड सेविंग्स इन द कंट्री एवर सिंस देन we have all been eager to get back to pre pandemic levels of economic activity and then to resume growth further due to the pandemic lockdown and the slowdown millions in india have lost their jobs and livelihood and it has been a time of unprecedented financial crisis for the ordinary indian household because of which their confidence in their present as well as in their future economic wellbeing and incomes has been uprooted After the lockdown and disruptions of the second covid wave got over in quarter 1 of financial year 22 which is it got over by about 30th june 2021 it was predicted by experts that if no further covid wave comes then india should be able to witness the resumption of normal economic activity and growth by the first half of the coming financial year which is financial year 2023 This prediction was primarily based on the assumption of no further covid waves hitting india but then no one had thought in their wildest imaginations that a war would upset all their predictions and estimates in this regard we now have an unfortunate war in ukraine which has again disrupted the global economy and it has given a massive setback to the incipient global economic recovery and growth The ongoing war has badly hit the Indian economy and uncertainty is the name of the game for all growth estimates and predictions that one might make. In just about a week's time, international crude oil prices have touched a high of about $132 a barrel to fall to $99 a barrel and then to bounce back to $112 a barrel. With such volatility in crude oil prices, the best of economic predictions can go awry yet presuming that the ukraine war will not last very long it is being estimated that stable economic growth will now come back only in quarter one of financial year 2024 at the earliest and that too could be fraught with uncertainties and calamities like a covid research like resumption of hostilities in ukraine it could include us china friction over taiwan or it could even mean an embattled and cornered russia hitting back militarily and upsetting any calculations or projection that you might make with this background let us have a look at the current and expected situation of the indian economy as per some recent reviews and reports the first one comes from nomura a recent nomura report says that it that its india business resumption index recorded a high of 126.4 for the week ended 20th march as against 122.8 in the previous week that's a good recovery nomura says that the pick up in the business activity was broad based in india and that the opening of the domestic economy has been aiding and supporting a fast catch up in the services sector also which had been showing stress the other highlights of the indian economy as per the nomura report are as follows the first highlight The Nomura index is 26.4% over its pre-pandemic level indicating a brisk resumption of economic activity in India which we all hope should continue. The second highlight 
all mobility indices which show economic activity and movement in the country are above their pre-pandemic levels and these include the Google Workplace Mobility Index, the Retail and Recreation Index and the Apple Driving Index all showing that activity has been resumed. Further, Nomura, however, has concerns due to the Ukraine war, which include a broad-based increase in food inflation that will keep the consumer price inflation index above the Reserve Bank range of 6% and the rise in crude oil prices, it says, which will fuel inflation and will adversely impact the fiscal burden and the current account deficit in the country. Nomura further says that while it is still too early to tell, yet the growth impact of the ongoing war on the Indian economy appears to be limited as of now, according to it. Moreover, it points out that the Indian consumers have been shielded from the rising crude oil prices so far, but that period is over since the government is bound to now continuously increase the prices of petrol products, which has already begun. Therefore, while the Nomura report is upbeat about the resumption of growth and economic activity in India, it is not without a note of caution and it says that the present growth momentum may face bottlenecks which can slow it down. That was Nomura's opinion on the Indian economy at present based on its latest India Business Resumption Index. Let's now come to what the Reserve Bank says. A far more detailed analysis of the state of the Indian economy comes from a speech of the Reserve Bank Governor at a meeting of the CII National Council. Mr. Das says in his speech that the GDP growth projection for India for the current financial year is at 8.9% and that there will be a marginal setback to growth even if you factor in the Ukraine crisis according to him. He says that the Ukraine war has created new challenges and the Reserve Bank will seek to cushion its fallout by going beyond the rule book and that it will be as innovative as possible as it has been in the past, he claims. The Reserve Bank Governor then says that the Indian economy is better placed in the global milieu, which he says is unimaginably uncertain and for which he points to the extreme volatility in crude oil prices in global markets, which we have been witnessing. The RBI Governor further mentions that India will not breach the 6% consumer price inflation index mark on a continuous basis. In other words, it will not remain above 6% for too long. He however says that we need to be cautious about supply-side bottlenecks, including issues like rise in shipping freight, non-availability of containers, etc. The RBI governor further mentions that with forex and forward market holdings at $677 billion, India is comfortably placed to tackle any spillover effects of the war. Further, he says that India is far away from grim prospects and stagflation is not a worry at all. He mentions that banks are sitting comfortable with their capital adequacy ratio at 16% and gross NPAs at 6.5% with a provision coverage of 69%. The RBA governor reassured the CI National Council by saying that the Reserve Bank is watchful and it is at the same time committed and confident of dealing with emerging situation and challenges at any level. He assures and says the Reserve Bank will ensure abundant liquidity to support the productive sectors of business and for the credit system to be active 
and to function normally. He further informs the CIA National Council that all RBI schemes have a sunset clause and that it will ensure that the whole process of injection of liquidity and its withdrawal by it is not very disruptive, which is very reassuring. He points out and says that the Reserve Bank is confident of maintaining stability of the rupee. He pointed out that the rupee has depreciated by just about 0.4% during the current financial year and that the RBI policy is to intervene in markets only when there is excess volatility. He said that India's forex reserves and its ability to finance its own current account deficit will maintain rupee stability in the coming months. Mr. Das then says that about inflation and monetary policy, for the last two years, the RBI has remained supportive of growth and it has resisted all temptations and expectations of reversing the monetary policy and moving away from its accommodative stand. And that's because he says that the Reserve Bank could see that inflation would moderate and according to him, it did moderate. That was the view of the RBI governor on the Indian economy. Yet another upbeat report on the present state of the Indian economy is the CMI's Consumer Sentiment Index, which surged by 31.9% between June 2021 to February 2022, and which has further gone up by 8.2% in March so far. The CMI further says that there has been a smart recovery in consumer sentiment after it suffered a huge setback because of COVID last year. It says that the consumer sentiment has improved because of a rise in the proportion of households reporting an increase in their income and also due to a larger proportion of households expecting a rise in their income in the coming year. Consumers thus now believe according to it that it is better to buy consumer durables than it was a year ago. The CMI report further says that such improvement in the sentiment is most in the poorest segments of society and the scale of such improvement in sentiment diminishes as the income rises. That's because it points out that the poorest segments suffered the most in COVID wave 2 and they have now bounced back from a very low base, which is of course a very correct remark. Thus, those earning up to rupees 1 lakh a year saw their consumer sentiment improve by 49.5%, while that in the case of those earning up to 10 lakh rupees a year saw an improvement in sentiment of just about 8.5%. That was the CMI report on the improving consumer confidence in India. While it is good to see that there has been a sharp revival in growth and consumer confidence too, and that the RBI remains watchful, supportive and accommodative as the governor says. The fact however is, the larger picture however is, that the Ukraine war has changed the dynamics of the economy for the worse and certainly not for the better. The war has already disrupted global economic activity and it has also triggered inflation, both of which are inherently anti-growth in nature, they slow down economies. And with the world determined to outcast Russia and make it pay for its war crimes, such disruption on the supply side will continue for long, posing grave challenges to global growth in the coming quarters, in the coming years. Further, as if that was not enough, the world is yet to decide what to do with the excess liquidity which has been pumped in 
by countries like America, Japan, etc., in order to combat the impact of COVID on their economies. In such a situation, expect to see swings and volatility in growth and confidence such that the present optimism as seen in these reports of CMIE, RBI, etc. will prove to be short-lived. Let us be clear. What matters finally is durable, stable and sequential growth and we have yet to see it. With the Ukraine war coming in, you will again see situations where there might be growth in one period only to be reversed in the next one until we don't see stable, continuous growth. To us, growth has not yet come back. This is Akhilesh Bhargav signing off till we meet again. Namaskar.